Welcome back to Embrace the Madness. This is your host, Madeline. This is a podcast where we talk about how crazy life is, but also how strong we are and how we can manage and learn to ride the wave. So last week, I shared my experience with my first DJ show, which was awesome. I explored a lot of my underlying self-sabotage and kind of all that anxiety leading up to my first show, which, you know, was this crazy, huge, scary experience, but it was actually awesome and turned out wonderful. And I learned a lot about myself in the meantime. If you want to check it out, um, check out the last episode. I actually have my second show this week, so it's time for another anxiety party. But this week, we're going to talk about loving yourself, loving your darkness, and kind of what that means and why it's important for living intentionally. So before I get into that, I'm just going to do like a little baby check-in, I guess. Um, I know I was talking about how chaotic the holidays were and now they're over. So it's kind of nice to begin to slowly get back into that groove, slowing down, just being completely present and focusing on me and not having to stress out about, you know, all that other, other stuff. But I was gonna record this yesterday and I've been waiting till the last minute to do everything and I kind of had this feeling this was gonna happen with this podcast just because consistency is really hard and discipline's hard and I'm still learning and yesterday I was recording and I was gonna post it so it would be on time today but I realized that the microphone was unplugged the whole time and then I went back to listen to it to see if I could salvage it and it was just, it wasn't really good quality. So here I am on Monday, a little bit late, but it's okay. And I even mentioned it yesterday in the bad recording, but I have to use, like, it's so easy for me to be like, well, uh, you're supposed to post your podcast at this time and you're supposed to be done. Why aren't you done? Blah, 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 blah. But it's also another instance where I'm learning to trust the process. And so it's funny because, like, I don't know, like, if I didn't have certain conversations or if I had already finished it, maybe, like, different insight and wisdom wouldn't have come if I hadn't if I had already done it. So I kind of had created this outline for what I wanted to talk about. But I just found myself not really, I don't know, like I wrote about this in my blog. And I realized it was a whole year ago. And I kind of just regurgitated an outline for what I had written last year. And when I was talking about it, I wasn't exactly feeling it. And so I think it's good because I kind of just revisited how I wanted to talk about this stuff because it's so easy to just say, oh, yeah, accept the bad parts of yourself. You're whole. But it's a lot harder to actually like do the work and know and feel what that means. So it's going to be a great episode. I'm excited. And let's start talking about it. So like I was mentioning, I had done the self-care acronym and with each letter I did like a topic that I thought was relevant to self-care and things that I had been working on. And so 
the L for in self, I titled Learn to Love Your Darkness. And so in that blog post, I just explored what that meant. In my whole life, I have been dealing with just these parts of myself that I don't really like and not really knowing how to react to that because, of course, everyone's first reaction is to just reject it, reject it, ignore it, pretend like it doesn't exist. And I think my whole life I realized that doing that doesn't do you any good. And it actually creates this kind of just weird energy, which you could call it depression or I don't know, fatigue, whatever. But reflecting on that, I realized that now a year later, I feel like there's been an energy shift. And I think that's because I'm learning to love my darkness and I'm learning to accept that I might have parts of me that I don't like and I don't want others to see. But at the same time, I wouldn't be who I was without that and those experiences. And it's just a part of who I am. And I forgive myself for making mistakes and things like that. But it's really neat to just look at where my head was at a year ago because I wrote it in February. And looking now, it's almost like I'm a different person. And I mean, I'm still the same person. And all that stuff is still relevant, but I, I guess, treat that differently. <clears throat> Whereas now I'm way more self-compassionate and forgiving and I don't really want to beat myself up anymore about it. And I know last year when I was reflecting on it and just beginning to realize that that was a thing... I was still really just critical of myself, critical of my criticism, and it would just turn into this huge, just big, lumpy cycle, and no wonder I was freaking depressed and tired, and <clears throat> I just, yeah. And so I realized that that was a lot of what was kind of holding me back in life, and a friend shared this story with me about like, if you get hurt with an arrow, it's going to hurt really bad. But then, I guess, criticizing yourself is kind of like shooting another second arrow. Almost like, I don't know, you know, scar tissue. So it's like even more painful. But you don't have to, like, influence that second arrow pain, you know? Like, you don't have to. It's a choice of whether you want to forgive yourself or beat yourself up. And I think that's a really powerful choice that we have to be mindful of because if we're just going to hurt ourselves, we're just going to get stuck in this loop. And I really just kind of made a lot of sense to me and realized that I had been shooting like myself with the second arrow every day. And so I guess all that to say it's just unhealthy when you beat yourself up like that. And I get that that's just kind of our our first instinct to reject it. I think something else that kind of helped me to work through a lot of this stuff is to realize that these bad parts of me 
they're kind of like these messages. And you know, when you get triggered or feel really tense or angry or scared or something, I feel like instead of looking at these things as just like bad and scary, they're almost like messages and messages for healing and kind of illuminating to you what is still bothering you and what is still kind of just like just driving you crazy because if you let things fester inside of you and never resolve them it's gonna be a weird weird time so I know I started listening when I first realized it's okay to have these parts of you that you don't like, I just wanted to begin to listen. And when things began to trigger me, I kind of just paused and let that come over me and then let it go away on its own too. And then I would try to reflect after the fact and say, okay, well, what was this instance of anger trying to teach me or what was this what am I still afraid of or what am I still feeling vulnerable about and I think shifting that kind of mindset into a more curious approach really helped me to stop rejecting those parts and my friend shared this um cool Ram Das talk a little blip of it, but he was talking about inviting his neuroses to tea, which I thought was a really cool metaphor because I mean, you know, like we get pissed off that we're angry and we get pissed off that we're scared and we get pissed off that we're judging people and we get pissed off that, I mean, at least I do. And it's so easy to just write it off, reject it, you know, but What happens when we listen and what happens when we sit with that uncomfortable feeling? And I think when we are able to sit with it, we are able to listen and we are able to acknowledge what's happening for what it is. And we slowly begin to get to this place of acceptance And I think that's this huge, huge part because I know I keep saying it, but just rejecting our own nature and our own being is just like, is not cool. And it's not cool for us because I mentioned it in my blog post, but it's totally an energetic thing. And we're not allowing ourselves that full expression. We're hiding parts of who we are. And that's not going to work out in our favor. Because I think that expressing who we are in our completeness and whatever is what we're supposed to do. And I think that if we look at ourselves in terms of being part of this bigger whole then that full expression is just kind of like mimicking that. And if we're rejecting part of that, it's a mess. And I realized that that was a huge 
theme in my life. But now that I'm just kind of learning to sit with these things, it's getting a whole lot better. And I talked about it in, I think, maybe the second episode, but just realizing that we are human and we are prone to make mistakes totally helps this whole yucky stuff make a little bit more sense. And we are on this earth just full of flaws and problems and failure and emotions. And we're just having to go through this human experience. But it's really important that we don't identify with all these things because in, at the end of the day, it's not who we are and it's not what we're made of. It might be things that happen, but it's universal and we all make mistakes and we all fail and we all have darkness inside of us. And I think that it is just a part of this duality in the universe and it's just, it all boils down to balance. And when we talked about wanting connection and validation because we are these separate entities from the higher consciousness. And I think that what we're so afraid of with our darkness is that these parts of us are going to make us unlovable. And this rejection is going to prevent us from being accepted and validated. And really, it's like the ultimate fear of abandonment. And if we if we feel like we don't deserve to be loved, then that's like the worst feeling. It, at least it is for me. And I feel like that's just kind of like a human thing. And since we're all looking for connection, it's important to us that we are validated and accepted by other people. And this darkness and these yucky, negative parts of us we get scared that people are going to judge us and not love us and hurt us and so it just ends up being this yucky cycle and at least that's how I kind of make sense of it and what happens is we're so afraid of this rejection that we kind of get into this mode where we are just like hyper sensitive and we say things we don't mean and we just start thinking about scenarios that literally don't even exist and we hurt other people and we say things and we do things that we don't mean and unfortunately it's like all under the premise of wanting to be loved but it ends up like flip-flopped and I don't, I don't mean to make excuses for anything because I think in an ideal world we wouldn't hurt anyone else. But yeah, I think it's important that we have to embrace these parts of us because it's kind of like denying reality. And we all know what happens when that happens and it just ends up crashing. So I'm trying to get into this cycle of acceptance and listening and embracing and moving forward with all of this stuff 
and just trying to be kind and learning from my past experiences and trying not to make mistakes and hurt others again. One of the probably biggest things that's helped me since, I guess, this past blog post is just always, always, always continuing this idea of self-compassion. And I think it's so important because, like I said, there's just this blockage when we're just kind of like, you know, that Spider-Man meme when he's just like pointing at himself. And it's just like this cycle of, I don't know. There's just no, it's like, it's like, it's like a circuit that's like plugged into itself. And it's just like, there's no, there's no way for the current to flow because it's just like cyclical and with self-compassion means allowing yourself to feel these feelings. So even if you have feelings of, oh my God, I can't believe I just had this judgmental thought instead of getting upset, just listen and Ask yourself, well, why am I getting upset? Why am I judging this person in the first place? And just really feel your feelings and nurture them as well so that you can kind of experience that and then also put it in its correct spot and move forward. So... It kind of seems like I'm rambling a little bit. And I think I think it's probably because I'm still still figuring out this whole thing. I can say that I feel more at peace and I feel like I don't have this fog around me that I used to. It's just really cool to think about and almost like a situation where I'm just like, well, dang, I don't even remember what it's like to feel that way. But I know that it, it was a thing for sure. And remembering that our past experiences don't define us is a huge thing too. And it doesn't, it doesn't define who we are now. And it also doesn't define who we will be. Because we have the power and the choice to create our reality and create what the future means for us. Kind of tying all of it together, why this would be important for living intentionally. Well, now it's a lot easier for me to see in retrospect that we need to be fully present and fully here and fully authentic because there's going to be part of us that believes that we don't deserve to create our reality and we don't deserve happiness and we don't deserve to feel good. And I think that's what happened with me. And I'd say, yeah, I am a lot more intentional with my thoughts and my words and my actions now, even though I still feel like I was a good person a year ago. It's just things are kind of just changed. But I think that that blockage was preventing me from, and it might have even been on on an unconscious level. I just didn't think that I deserved happiness and that's, it sucks. 
but beginning to accept ourselves as still being whole and still being flawed and still having these yucky parts really just creates i don't know it's just like you're 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 present like you're ready to do the work and you're ready to start making healthy choices for yourself and you're ready to start setting boundaries and all of these things lead up to the point where you can live fully and devote your attention and your energy to creating your life and what you want. I think it's so beautiful being able to love ourselves for our imperfections too. And it's not easy and it's a choice that you have to make every day, but I think it's totally a good choice and I think it's totally worth it. Understanding that we kind of like the sun and the moon they both need to exist in this universe. Well, we're our little baby universe, whatever you want to call it. But we need both of those things, both the light and the dark, in order to create this idea of balance. And so even though it's so easy to focus on those negative parts of us, we also can choose to focus on the beautiful things too. And also that we're made of the same stuff and energy as the beautiful stars in the sky and the beautiful flowers and the trees and just knowing that we have this innate goodness inspires me to focus on the good things and I think that this too inspires accountability and learning to accept our failures and our mistakes but also remembering to keep moving forward and keep living your truth and it's okay to make these mistakes but it's important to always keep moving and always keep improving and always getting better and things like that and so I guess the biggest takeaway from this and the biggest takeaway that I had from kind of understanding this is just always remembering that I'm worthy and deserving of love and our whole entire selves and our being are so beautiful and we're so perfect and we're so whole and when we can understand this and integrate this in our life then we can create this beautiful clear path for our energy to flow we're no longer rejecting ourselves we're no longer holding ourselves back we are allowing ourselves to move forward. We're creating our reality. We're creating our future. Yeah, it's cool what happens when you forgive yourself and look at yourself with compassion and you start believing in yourself and you just kind of let the other things just slip away and just keep pushing forward. And I'm so thankful that I've been able to kind of have this journey because I've come so freaking far. And I remember thinking, not even thinking, just never, never thinking that I would be here or be this strong or be this whole. But you know what? It's here and I'm here. And I know that you all have the power to do it too. And so, yes. 
it's a little it's a little tough and it's a little icky, but it's totally, totally a worth it journey. So next week, kind of a little bit um, tying into this is we'll talk about failure and yeah, that's going to be heavy because I, I was never really taught to fail. And so I've just always had this fragile state of mind that just like any mistakes were made. Oh, like I didn't even know how to handle it on an emotional level. But I realized that it's super normal. And I think it should be encouraged to make mistakes because it helps us learn and it helps us grow and it helps us get better. And we also have to remember that failure isn't the end of the world. And at the end of the day, does it even matter? So I hope that this seemed like a little kind of cohesive. (laughs) Um, But thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Embrace the Madness Podcast. And another intention this year is to get better at social media because dang, it's hard and dang... When you have a lot of things going on, it's just hard to remember the little details, but we can do it. We can make it. We just got to get organized and remember the bigger goal and love ourselves. So thanks for tuning in this week and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life.